what I got to say you really don't want to hear Cause honesty ain't too high for your priorities, right? Honesty? You want honesty? Oh yeah, it's that time again It's with our line to Blue Bird Best New York Giants Sports Talk Entertainment It's just one of those days Oh, it's after the Cowboy loss It, it, it was one of those games It was another one that, It was another ugly game to watch uh, It got better in the second half but you know, being there and seeing everything, it, it, it was it, it probably looked better on TV than it was in person. Want to give our condolences, of course, to Sterling Shepard, who is likely out with a season-ending injury. Of course, it happened on the last offensive play of the game. Um, he, you know, he kind of just fell to the turf, it was non-contact. It, it it was it was just one of those things that it, it's one of those things that happens. It's 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 one of those things that you know. It's it just happens and it's just interesting. And it's just, you feel bad for the kid because, you know, to me, it looked like it was an Achilles again. And if it was, or maybe it was somewhere in the calf or something, but it's one of those injuries that you just don't, uh, you don't want to see. It's not the turf. Let's not blame the turf. Let's not go that direction again. Cause the jets play in the same stadium as we do. But we, we have to give our condolences because, you know, Shep has been a consummate professional. He's worked through his injuries. He's worked through his problems. He's worked. He's worked through everything to get back on the field. And if there's one person that deserves the opportunity to to continue to play and to continue to hone his craft, it's Sterling Shepard. He's he's always he's been the quiet giant. And, and I think that's um, I think that's the way he should be remembered for his career that he gave his heart. He gave his intensity. Cause I, I think a lot, I think this is probably it for him. Um, it could be a knee injury. I don't know. I'm not going to speculate until we get, get some word, but I do probably think this is going to be the end of maybe for his career with the giants, but it can potentially be his career for, um, you know, his entire career. Um, but you know, we, we have to, we have to just look, we have to just see where this goes. It was a game yesterday though. It's the 23, 16 loss. It, it was a game that, you know, it, it was sloppy on both ends. And people are going to talk about Daniel Jones and the drop passes and not having time to throw in the pocket and blah, 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 blah. We're going we're gonna to get into that. But there was just as many mistakes on the Dallas Cowboys side as there were on the Giants side. You can't sit there and say, well, we had all these drop passes. Yeah, Dallas had drop passes for touchdowns. CeeDee Lamb could still be running if he, I mean, he was wide open. He, he just dropped it. So, I mean, and, and the penalties alone for the Cowboys, there were some ticky-tack fouls against Dallas that I didn't understand, that didn't make sense, that you kind of just shook your head about a little bit. But, you know, and the Giants had penalties as well, and they had drop passes as well. But it, it was one of those things that it was just, if you take a look at it from a logistical standpoint, this is the kind of game that we're probably going to see all year with the Giants. 100%. This is what we're going to see all year. There are going to be ugly games. There's going to be moments where it's going to be terrible. And there's going to be moments that it's it's going to look good. And, and that's what we're going to have to kind of look at it. Uh, if you want to talk about some problems, we got to talk about the offense. Uh, we got we got we got to talk about the the play calling because I'm I'm still not getting the play calling. I'm still not getting. Now, Demarcus Russell basically abused Evan Neal. He allowed three sacks. But I don't understand why the Giants didn't go to a more of a max protect. You know, throwing in a running back to chip block a little bit, throwing in a tight end. I don't get that. I really don't get that. Because of the fact that you see he's having problems. Now, we did see it once in a while in the game, but you could have easily gone to max protect and help the kid out. 
which then in turn will help Daniel Jones out. And we're going to get to Daniel Jones because I keep seeing these people like, well, he 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 it was a gutty performance, and he does his actually his performance. If you take a look at it statistically, has gotten worse each week. But we're gonna we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into the offensive line. We're gonna get into all that. But I don't understand. Also, I, I don't know. I don't get the apprehension from the Kafka in regards to running Saquon Barkley early. I don't see. I don't get it. You you are running him more for three games in a row now. The majority of Saquon Barkley's yards and carries have come in the second half. You have a defense, and I have to give Dallas credit for their defense. I did not. I did not think Dallas's defense was going to be this good. I really didn't. I knew they had components on this team. I, I and I knew they had a good defensive line, but I did not foresee them being this good. But there were moments that if you are worried about their over-aggressiveness in reference to going after Daniel Jones, why not just run some delayed handoffs? Why not run some draws? Why not, why not just do a couple swing passes? Why not just grind it out a little bit? I've talked about this before. If the Giants were going to win this game, it was going to have to be winning through attrition and winning through hanging onto the ball longer, having time of possession. And Dallas dominated the time of possession. And and I also like I said, and I'm not gonna and I'm not calling out Dable, but his decision to burn that fourth quarter timeout on that fourth and four, I don't get that. <laughs> I, I I didn't get it. I mean, the, Dallas completed the pass and was given the first down. You know, I don't get it, but that's all right. And then not throwing the red challenge flag after the next snap when Lamb dropped. You know, when Lamb was dropped by uh, Belton. I think we. I thought he was short on another to go, but I mean, he got a decision from his headset saying, "Don't use the timeout." And I understand you reach that point in time, you don't want to take the opportunity and the chance to throw that flag and be wrong and lose the timeout. So I get that. That's nitpicking. But a guy that's been a gambler so much, he, he kind of. I'm not going to say he went in the tank a little bit, but it, 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 some of the things that he did were interesting. Interesting to say the least. Now, we also want to talk about the defense. Ah, the defense, this is what I, the defense is against the run has steadily been getting worse. It really has. It's been interesting because at times the pass defense has been better than the run defense. The Cowboys average 6.4 yards a carry, and there are people are going to say, well, that's because of Leonard Williams. No, they, they, you, you also had Christian McCaffrey running wild on them before that as well, but we just got it in the wind. We got it, we got it in the wind column, so it didn't matter. We've said I've said this a million times before. I am worried about the interior of the line, but now I'm worried more about the outside edge because of the fact that the linebackers are, are having issues containing the edge. And I'm not going to blame Kayvon Thibodeau, and I'm, I'm not going to blame you know Aziz Ojolari because these guys were on a. I said it, I said it before that they were probably going to have them on a pitch count. I said on the Monday. I said on the Monday video before we got into this that they would probably have them on a pitch count. What they did. Um, but we're going to need to figure out how to maintain the edge because people are going to talk about, you know, not having Leonard Williams, but Leonard Williams doesn't play on the outside. Leonard Williams, the last, you know, four, three and a half quarter, four and a half quarters before he got hurt was playing over the nose tackle because they moved him from outside from, from the outside back to the inside. But I, I just find it, um, I just find it peculiar. They're starting to, t- the defenses now are starting to attack the edge. Tony Pollard looked good. Uh, you know Ezekiel Elliott, who I'm never, I'm, not, I'm never gonna like Ezekiel Elliott, but he's he is what he is. He got he got his touchdown. Um, Cooper Rush only threw for two fifteen, but he completed darts on fourth and four, 
You know, and he had that nice touchdown fade on the same drive. Quarterback rate of 98.2. We had zero takeaways, zero sacks, zero pressure. Uh, Dory Jackson was on CD Lamb and he allowed eight catches for 87 yards and a touchdown. It could have been worse. It should have probably been nine catches for 120 yards and two touchdowns. Thank God he dropped it. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Is thank God he dropped it. And again, our offense relied on Graham Gano. We had this, we, you know, it was, it, was, it was shocking to see him get his 47-yard field goal attempt blocked. You know, he, I mean, it, it is, you know, like I said, it's, 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 we can't not keep relying on Graham Gano. We can't. He did come back and made a 42, 51, and 51 again. Um, I, uh, once our, our, our special teams allowed Turbin to have that big fourth quarter return, um, you know, the defense held, they went up 23, 13. There's my thing about the defense. I think the defense played well enough to win. The problem is if you don't want, and I've said this before, if you don't maintain time of possession on this giants offense, your defense is going to be in trouble because we do have a lot of holes on the defense that can be exposed. And no matter what schemes or what exotic packages that the wink puts in at one point in time, you are going to get exposed. And that's what happened because of the fact that we are just taking to where we are not, our offense is not staying on the field long enough. Now I know the O line is taking the blame for a rough night for, for Daniel Jones or saying, and they say this loss is, uh, is on us up front. No, it's not. It, it, you were part of the problems. He took five sacks, hit qu- uh, 12 times and he was pressured 40 points, five times on his drop back. Okay. That's going to happen. That's going to happen in the NFL. There are plenty of quarterbacks who are under duress and under pressure who complete passes, who look down the field, who don't check down. It was a bad performance by the offensive line. And I'm not going to sit there and put this blame on Daniel Jones because it's not all of his fault. There's plenty, there's plenty of fault to go around. But the problem is you cannot keep saying that everything needs to be perfect for Daniel Jones for this team to win. That's no, that's can no longer be said going into this game. And this is one of the things I want to talk about going into this game. If you take a look at the, what they refer, what they refer to it as, and like I said, these are more stats used by fans, but there's the average is a stat called the PKT time, which is the average time in seconds between the snap and throwing the ball or before when pressure comes up. Now that's how long you hold the ball in the pocket. That's, that's how long. Daniel Jones going into this game held on to the ball the longest in the league in three games. He held on the ball almost three seconds. Now he dropped down to five at 2.7 seconds right now. So that's telling me, yes, you want to equate pressure, but you also need to look at the fact that he's still whole. If he's under pressure, if he's under duress, he cannot continuously to hold on to the ball consistency consistently. He can't, he can't do that because of the fact that if you are under pressure and you are under duress, you need to get rid of the ball as quickly as possible and get it and get it out of your hands and, and, and make those, make those quick decisions. The problem is he's not checking down fast enough because he's not looking down the field fast enough. And we've pointed it out before and people have, and I haven't gone through the game phone yet, but people have pointed out in the last first two games that he's had people open downfield. He just doesn't see them. We cannot keep stalling in drives once we hit into the, this is the same problems we've had with him for the last three years. You cannot have your drive stall when you hit the 20. You can't, when you get inside the 20, you cannot have your drive just stall. 
you have to you have to find a way to get the ball in the end zone. And this is where I get a little upset because this is where I feel that we should be using Saquon Barkley more. And I've said this before: the Giants should be a running team. The Giants shouldn't be setting shouldn't be using the pass to set up the run. This team it needs to be exactly the opposite. They need to be set, using the pass. Uh, excuse me, the run to set up the pass. And especially if you know they're having offensive line issues, you can then take advantage of the over-aggressiveness of the team's pass rush or the opponent's pass rush. You can then take advantage of that. And I don't see halftime adjustments. This is the other thing that slightly concerns me about the offense. We are not, we have really truly yet to see the offense adjust in the second half to what the other team is doing. Now, I don't know if that's a Kafka issue. I don't know if that's a Dable issue. I, I have a feeling that Dable is, Dable is more involved uh, in this than anyone else. I, I, I do. I have a feeling. I have a feeling is that as well. I do. I, I have that. That just kind of runs through my mind. Now, right now, Daniel Jones is third in the league with sack 13 times. The people ahead of him are Joe Burrows and Carson Wentz. But it's funny that both Wentz and Burrows have thrown for more yards and more touchdowns. So, I, I, like I said, you can blame, like I said, yes, the offensive line was Porsche yesterday, 100%, 1,000%. But the quarterback still has to take some blame. I have never, and I've said this a million times before, I have never seen this before. I really have. I, I, I have lived through the Phil Simms years. I lived through all the Eli Manning years. I lived through the Kerry Collins years. Hell, I lived through Craig Morton. Phil Sims at times had a problem holding on the ball too long as well, which caused a lot of his injuries, which frustrated the fan base ad nauseum. Eli Manning was, uh, you know, like I said, I was, I was never one of the guys that jumped on Eli Manning's throat because Eli Manning to me showed a progression each year. He kind of, you know, before 2007, going into 2007, he kind of, um, I think he kind of plateaued. But again, he was a guy that he may have held on to the ball. A little too long, but you know he still tried. He tried to make plays happen. I'm not seeing this with Daniel Jones. I'm not seeing that. Which it's you have a minute fifty left. You have the ball. It's time for a moment. It was great, huh? Your fastball's up. Your curveball's hanging. I'm sure they would have ripped you. Can't you even let me enjoy the moment? The moment's over. And the problem is with Daniel Jones, we're not seeing the moment. We're not seeing it. We are. We have the game on the line. Now, listen, everyone's going to say that David Sills slipped. 100%. David Sills did slip. Here's the problem, though. If you look at where David Sills slipped and where the ball ended up, Daniel Jones had a clean pocket, and I don't think Sills was going to make that turn on that route. The way he, the velocity that Daniel Jones threw the ball, if we're going to be honest, a quarterback in this league needs to have moments. You have to have, you have to have a feeling. I always had a feeling when Eli Manning had the ball with under two minutes left that we were going to win the game. I have when Daniel Jones has the ball with under two minutes left and we're down by six or down by seven. I always feel we're going to lose. I've never had that moment in the last now three plus seasons. Great moments are born from great opportunity. And he has, Daniel Jones has been given opportunities, but you cannot consistently blame. You cannot consistently blame everyone else but Daniel Jones. You can't. You cannot consistently blame him. I mean, you can't. he cannot consistently be without blame. 
And again, I've never seen anything like this in my entire time watching the Giants. And it's it's dumbfounding. Because if you look at Daniel, again, we want to look at passing. Daniel Jones right now passes 10 plus yards. The league leader is Jalen Hurts with 40 passes for 10 plus yards. Daniel Jones, if you want to count like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Daniel Jones is 22nd in the league with only 22. Passes for 20-plus yards. Russell Wilson leads the league right now. Where is Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones is almost at the bottom. Passes for 30-plus yards. 30-plus yards. Deep ball passing. These are 30-plus yards. These are passes completed. For 30 plus yards. Daniel Jones is at the bottom. Does, are we not seeing a problem here? We're not. He is not. He, he is. He's the low 20s for passing attempts. The attempts of dra- the ball that travels at least 10 yards. Think about that for a second. Passing attempts that travel 10 plus yards. Daniel Jones is almost at the bottom of the league. We're looking at most play, most starting quarterbacks are in the 30s or high or high 20s. Daniel Jones is 22. There is a problem. Now, if you want to look at other stats, which I love these stats, the other stats are going to be the, the amount of time the ball travels in the air because they got stats for everything. And I love all these stat websites. But the amount of time that the ball travels in the air, Jameis Winston leads the league with uh, with uh, Tua and uh, La, uh, yeah, with, no, with Tua with Tua right now at five point seven to five point eight. Daniel Jones, if we take a look at that passes that travel in the air, he's at the bottom at three point three. Are we not seeing an issue? Because everyone loves stats, and I am I am showing people stats. I am showing people the stats. If you want to go into hurries, if you want to go into hurries, Kyler Murray's been hurried 21 times. Daniel Jones is like eight in the league in hurries. If you want to go to blitzes, Daniel Jones. If you look at the amount of times he was blitzed or has been a full-out blitz, he again is in the middle of the pack. If you want to go to knockdowns, Daniel Jones is in the top 10. Yes. But there's other problems here besides the offensive line. Now, listen, I am not a big fan of the wide receivers. I've said this a million times. You cannot have a wide receiving core. I feel bad for Daniel Jones in retrospect that you cannot have a wide receiving core of David Sills and Richie James. Yes, I know Kenny G had the drops. I, I know that. But you know what the thing is? It's it, it's one of those things, and this is what people do not understand. This is what I call novice do not understand about professional athletes. If you sit on the bench for an extended period of time, and then all of a sudden and your skill is catching something or hitting something, sometimes you are a little bit rusty. Sometimes you need to be in the ebony flow of the game. And that's what bothers me sometimes. Now, I'm going to say this now. Like I said, it's one loss. It's not the end of the world. Some some giant fans, it's it's already the end of the world. And again, I always think of it. You can 
We suck again. It's 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 not time to jump. Uh, some of these people are, are are already flinging themselves off the bridge. It's one game. We're two and one. It's one game. We got a winnable game against the Bears. The Bears have a good defense, but their offense mirrors the Giants' offense. All I'm going to say this to 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 this, this is all I'm, this is what I'm going to say to Kafka. You got to find the way to get Saquon Barkley more involved. You have to get more touches for Saquon Barkley. You do. You have to figure out a way to stop putting the game in Daniel Jones's hands. You kind of have to you kind of have to take it away from him. And it's not a, it's not that it's an indictment against Daniel Jones, but you cannot throw the ball 37 times and only run Barkley 14 times. Barkley had 18 touches. I have said this in multitudes of videos before. Saquon Barkley needs minimum. If the Giants are to be win games and be competitive in games, he needs to have at least 25 touches a game, if not more. He had 18. And it's not like he wasn't finding opportunities through the defense. He had 18 touches to 37 passes for Daniel Jones. Stop. Stop the madness. Herman Munster. Go watch the old Munster show. One of my favorite episodes is when he sits there at one point in time, he goes, run, run, run. That's what the Giants need to do. Run, run, run. I'm not upset about the loss. I'm not. I'm truly not upset with the loss. I am more upset with the fact I'm watching the David Sills plays. That was a, that was a, even if David Sills does not slip, that was a bad throw. <laughs> it was still four yards away from when he, where he slipped. He threw the ball with such velocity. All I'm going to say is I am not upset that the giants lost. You, you knew they were going to lose. I'm more upset with the with the manner of the loss. I'm more upset with the fact that that you you are you are putting the and I love it because uh, you know I love it. Dable says, "Well, Daniel, we're seeing progression with Daniel Jones." Of course, what do you think he's going to say, guys? What do you think he's going to say? We're already scouting quarterbacks for 2023. Troy Aikman had the best line of the night because Troy, uh, whatever Jack Buck or Joe Buck, whatever the hell his name is, Jack Buck, I think it was say, you know, there's the giants are still trying to figure out so what they're going to what Ah, what is it talking about over here? They still sitting there. I love it. Cause he goes, we're still trying to figure out what we're going to do with Daniel Jones. The giants are still trying to figure out what they're doing with Daniel Jones. And, and Troy Aikman says they, they've already decided what they're doing. Daniel Jones in to pick up the fifth year option. He's playing for a contract outside of New York. That's what they're doing. Boy, this video ran a lot longer than I thought it was going to. We're gonna have a lot of fun coming up. Uh, we're gonna do a lot of fun stuff. It was, it was, it was fun. It was great to be on the field yesterday. Uh, I was one of the guys holding the flags. Um, they wouldn't let you film it on the field, <laughs> so that that sucked. But uh, you know, big shout, big kudos for the Giants for allowing season ticket holders to do that. Big shout out, big shout out, big kudos to the Giants for that. Uh, we gotta get, we got a winnable game against the Bears. I'm gonna be there on Sunday with Big L Gigante. Rain, sleet, or snow? Cause it's supposed to rain. We're going to have a lot of fun shows coming up this week. Hopefully, we'll have some more information on Sterling Shepard. And again, this is Tim with the Online Big Blue, bringing you the best New York Giants sports talk entertainment. And as always, if you could like and subscribe, if you're ring that bell, you know what it means. That'd be awesome.